Return to the Lord with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. The Lord is gracious, full of mercy. Slow to anger, rich in love. The Holy Gospel according to St. John from the 12th chapter. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he raised from the dead. There they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of the disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used to steal what was put into it. Jesus said, leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. The Gospel of the Lord. In the middle of that Gospel story that we just heard, St. John tells us that the fragrance of Mary's perfume filled the whole room. He records many other details, but that's the phrase that stood out for me when I read this story last week. The fragrance of her perfume filled the whole room. It made me think of our friend's little son who clung to an article of his mother's clothing when she went away on a long trip. Her name, too, was Mary, and the fragrance of her perfume had infused that fabric that her, held, that her son held so tightly while she was gone. Mary was on another continent for many weeks, but the fragrance remained as a very sweet reminder for him of her motherly love. As you know, fragrance is one of the most powerful memory stimulators that we can experience. So I'm sure that Mary's son remembered many things as he held her garment. Perhaps he remembered her loving touch when she put him into bed. Or maybe he remembered the way that she held him when he was sad or when he was scared. Or maybe he remembered her smile and loving touch when he held that garment close to his face. For him, the fragrance was inseparable from the person and from all of her loving words and deeds for him. 
When I come back to the gospel story, I wonder how long Jesus' feet bore the fragrance of that perfume that was poured out so lavishly. John says that that fragrance filled the whole room, so it must have remained with Jesus when he went on his way that night. After all, Mary poured out the whole bottle. It wasn't a dab of the cheap stuff that is here today and gone tomorrow. It was an extravagant outpouring of the best that money could buy, a whole pound of perfume made of pure nard. I like to imagine that that fragrance was still with Jesus when he rode into Jerusalem the following day. I like to imagine that it was still with him when he knelt down and washed the feet of his own disciples and when he knelt in the garden to pray. I like to imagine that that fragrance was still with him when he was betrayed and when he was arrested and that it was still with him when nails pierced the feet that Mary had so lavishly anointed. If so, that fragrance would have been a powerful reminder of something profoundly important. It would have been a reminder each hour that he was deeply loved and richly blessed. If we don't think that that mattered to Jesus, then we have to abandon the belief that he was fully human. Some may do that. But my faith is grounded in the confession that Jesus of Nazareth was one of us and that he needed those gifts as much as you and I do in his daily walk of faith. In that light, I also trust that Jesus was moved by them in the same way that we are. When we are filled with an awareness that we are deeply loved and richly blessed, we're also filled with courage to face any of life's circumstances, and we're filled with a kind of joy and gratitude that just cannot be contained. And with Jesus, I think it had to be the same. And going deeper into the story, I can also imagine that the fragrance of Mary's perfume stayed with him as a source of inspiration. Think about it. Human beings are influenced and shaped by the actions of other people. So the same would have been true for Jesus. After Mary poured out her love without counting the cost, Jesus then bathed the feet of his own disciples and then poured out his life without counting the cost in love for all people. Yes, it was consistent with everything else we have seen about him along the way, but I think we robbed Jesus of his humanity a second time if we assume that he was not deeply moved and even influenced and shaped by other influential people in his life. All of this is on my mind today as we consider what it means for each one of us as we come and as we hear this and as we live out our faith to grow and to grow as stewards of God's gifts. It all starts, I believe, when you and I know that we are deeply loved and richly blessed. 
when the fragrance of those two gifts is breathed in by any one of us, that's when we are filled with the kind of courage that we need to face whatever comes our way. But more importantly, I think that's when we are filled with a kind of deep gratitude and joy that just cannot be contained. So breathe deeply right now. Breathe in the fragrance of God's love and blessing that fills this room. Breathe in the promise that you are cherished as you are today and that you are held in God's love, that that can never be taken from you. As you gather here today and even now in this moment, breathe in the fragrance of all of those people who love you who have loved you and blessed you in the past and in the present. Breathe in the fragrance of those who have had the most profound influence on your life, who have helped you to be who you are, particularly in your life of faith. Just breathe in their generosity right now, their faithfulness, their words and deeds that inspire you. And then, breathe out all of that love and blessing with a spirit of thanksgiving. In truth, that is what being a steward is really all about. It is simply about breathing in and breathing out. Just as we do in order to survive from one moment to the next. In fact, if I were to give a name to spiritual practices related to stewardship, I would call them breathing exercises. Instead of taking just little gasps here and there, stewards learn to take deep cleansing breaths on a regular basis. They learn to fill their lungs with all of the goodness that God gives to them. Remembering that God is also present at every moment of every day, just like the air that we breathe. But we all know what happens if we hold our breath too long. At some point, we have to breathe out or else we die. It's no surprise then that holding in all of those blessings that God gives to us and keeping them inside of us only is a dangerous way to live. It makes us anxious. It makes us fearful. It makes us selfish, possessive, falsely possessive of things that never belonged to us in the first place. In the weeks ahead, we'll hear the story again of Jesus' death and resurrection. And this year, I'll be paying particular attention to the ways that he is breathing in and breathing out as he fulfills his life-giving purpose among us. Even on the cross, with faithful women at his feet, Jesus breathed in the fragrance of that love for him. And then he breathed out a remarkable blessing for those who were carrying out the orders of execution. Father, forgive them, he breathed, for they do not know what they're doing. Three days later, when Jesus was raised from the dead and he breathed in all of that new life, the sweet air of new life, 
He went and found his disciples in a locked room, and the first instinct he had was to breathe out this blessing. Peace be with you, all of you in your fear. I think he needed to do that as much as they needed to receive it. It was all part of being fully alive together. At our church council meeting yesterday, we each shared a story of how we had received or given care to someone else here at St. Mark's. As people spoke, that fireside room where we gathered was filled with a fragrance. Some spoke about the love that had been poured out for them here in this place. Others remembered the joy of offering gifts to someone else in need. It was like the fragrance that fills this room right now as we gather here. Together we breathe in this gospel, this promise of God as we do every week. And then we turn and offer our gifts to God in thanksgiving. Together we take the bread and the wine that is poured out for us, the love of God given to us fully at this meal. And then we go in peace to love and to serve the Lord, saying, thanks be to God, freely receiving, freely giving. These are the breathing exercises that help us all to grow as stewards of God's gifts. But they are also the practices that make us fully alive in Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen.